Hey, have you seen Lady Bird? Girl, you know I have. Well, let's talk about it then, girl. <laughs> Hella. Running fossils, kill off it. It's futuristic, like Carnac the Magnificent. Rewind your VCR, rewind your cook cassette. Nintendo pilots, flying up ahead. Captain's log, Charlie gone. trickier to remember all for of sure, them for sure, but for sure. that gives us a nice it's actually a very it's a good uh embarrassment of riches so to speak mm. for this podcast because we have a lot to work with right i am embarrassed of my riches yeah me too that's why i hide them in my toilet all right well <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah yeah no i don't I was like mattress I don't know. no no nope. it's the second place that i could hide something a toilet. A toilet, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think my brain is really good at thinking of first ideas recently because <laughs> yesterday my coworker Ainsley was like, my middle name starts with G, guess what it is? And I was like, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great middle name. Oh, it's so or fucking an funny. even better first name. That's and I realized so good. that naming somebody like grandma or uncle or something as their first name oh, wow. is, is just so good. Oh, like, that's so great. This is my son, Uncle Gutchie. <laughs> like, that <laughs> Uncle is Gucci. amazing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, hopefully this comes up. This movie did what 13 going on 30 was afraid to do. Ooh. This can be our opening. This is very important. Okay. I'm going to start it over. This movie did what 13 going on 30 was afraid to do. Oh, no. It mentioned 9-11. <laughs> That's true, though. It that, did. That is, that is very it true. It was an immediately post-9-11 movie, and it thought about that. Yeah. 13 going on 30 did not think about no, that. No, no. And, like, I guess I get that 13 on 30 was going for, like, 13 going on 30 was going for like escapism but sure but still but wow you when, when we realized that it was, it was like holy shit they never talked about yeah, 9-11 she, like, that's the biggest culture shock probably as a downtown liver in new yeah. york you kidding me yeah Ugh. Ugh. whatever this is not the podcast where we review 13 going on 30 again even though we would like to start that podcast yeah we'll just like the podcast mm-hmm. is just about 13 going on 30 yep. every every and it's weekly an, an even worse idea fact, of all time it's daily <laughs> daily yeah speaking of podcasts um neither one of us has recently been accused of sexual misconduct so so far in terms of podcast hosts we're doing better than some (laughs) yay although i did come out as a lover of banana flavoring recently and so i understand the social media storm that is following right i am i am still recovering from that information yeah. and i'm i'm glad i'm glad you're here today because this yeah. is an intervention yeah well we you've brought this mediator it's very confusing they yeah. haven't said anything so far so i'm a little intimidated <laughs> banana vention is that a thing banana vention banana banana vention banana vengeance which is like i imagine donkey kong going through a banana vention <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like diddy and and lala and the other ones are all like sit him down Yep, Dixie, and they're like, "Listen, donkey, listen, donkey, <laughs> listen. You're our family member, I think. Yeah, you. I, I think he is Diddy's yeah. uncle. Sure, Uncle Donkey. Yeah, we've all been noticing that you there, love bananas more than you love banana flavor. There is canonically a Donkey Kong Junior. Because that was in Donkey Kong 3, which was... Oh, yeah, there was the baby. Yeah. Ugh. But I don't know that 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 baby baby has ever come back. So Canonically, it died in that pirate ship. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But so what happened, like, what, I I haven't, I mean, I haven't thought about the, I haven't played the (laughs) SNES games, but I mean, like, Uh did they ever address in Donkey Kong Country his his son? Yeah. I don't think so. Although I know the internet has, so we could absolutely find out. Yeah, there's Donkey Kong pregnancy porn out there. I guarantee. Oh it. my god! Did you see the Washington Post uh, editorial on Waluigi? 
No, about him not being in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Yes. Oh, yes. God, I'm glad that... The Washington, Washington Post did an op-ed about Democracy how Nint- in Nintendo-, <laughs> Nintendo is mistreating Waluigi, and I'm. it's one of the greatest pieces of literature in the history of man, and I haven't even read I'm it. I'm really happy. All I need to know is that it is exists. That it exists. Yeah, no, oh that's, oh, that's amazing. That's just... I'm really glad, because that is a crime. It is, that is a criminal crime. Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode, we discuss a particular piece of popular culture, art, in this case, movies, and we discuss them through a series of critical lenses chosen at random via our contextual computer in our effort to prove that you can talk about any movie in any way. Continuing our ongoing experiment today is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Gutchie. Yo, 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 hi. Yo, 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 hi to you. Thank you. And yo, 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 hi to you. <laughs> yes. And also the yo, 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 hi be with you. And also yo, 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 hi with you. <laughs> uh, well, we are back today to discuss uh, another movie that's slightly outside of our usual wheelhouse, although I guess technically last week is pretty close yeah, in terms right, of tone. Right. Uh, we are discussing 2017's Lady Bird. Uh, which was recently added to Amazon Prime, and so we thought it would be a good time to go over it. The Woo. the film directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Saoirse Ronan, um, about a young girl uh, in a sort of post-9-11... Is 2003, this? I think it was. Yeah, because the Iraq yeah. war is happening mm-hmm. yeah. it's in the background. So, um, And her sort of dealing with like going to Catholic school and falling in love and having struggles with her mother and mm. it's oh, it, 2002 because she said the only thing good about 2002 is that it's a palindrome. Yeah, you're right. So I think it's 2002. But didn't the invasion of Iraq happen in 2002? Yeah, maybe it, I mean, there's a lot of passage of time. You're so right. You're, it's probably both. Yeah, you're right. There's a passage of time. So, um, um, I think before we get started, I mean, we were talking a little bit about sort of our personal histories yeah. with that. We were both in, in or around high school, mm-hmm. in or yeah. around that time. Yeah. Although technically, one of us was homeschooled. <laughs> um, Although in 2003, I did. I was a student at Bloomington Lutheran High School. Oh, my freshman year of high school, I went to private Lutheran high school. So there's a lot that can be related to this. But the other three years, I was homeschooled. Those are the more sort of formative ones. So I didn't right. really have high school prom. I didn't really have all of these things that mattered to Lady Bird. Sure. For me, I didn't. I wasn't a Davy Bird. Davy Bird. Oh. Also, I was. I was a little thrown off by the fact that this movie wasn't about the dog from King of the Hill. <laughs> that kind of pissed me off God. a little bit. So it just. I. It took me a while to adjust, and I think I missed the first half of the movie because I couldn't see through the tears that were <laughs> flowing through my eyes. I mean, I was really hoping it would be a film about Lyndon Johnson's wife, Lady Bird Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Also. That yeah. was my second. That was why I missed the next fifteen minutes of the movie. But I'm less attached. To by it. the way, uh, the Johnson family, uh, I believe, was the only first family where every member of the family had the same initials. They were all LBJ. Oh, weird. It was Lyndon Baines Johnson, Lady Bird Johnson, and then their kids, I believe, also had LBJ as their initials. So yeah, yeah. super weird, huh? That, yeah, that is pretty weird. It, it's it's very odd. Oh, lizard people confirmed. <laughs> Take that, lizard people. We've uncovered you at last <laughs> yes. through the strongest piece of evidence. Uh, all right. Well, let's get uh, let's get let's started. Let's get in there. Because yeah. it is it's very humid in this room. Let's dive in. It's toasty. Welcome to summer, baby. Summer 2018. Summer 2018. Let's talk about Lady Bird. <laughs> Context number one. Globalists, this movie is pointing to a huge real world conspiracy. What is it? Globalists, all right. This new movie, Lady Bird, uh, made by, you know, feminists and uh, liberals. Um, uh, so let's see, what are some globalist conspiracies hiding in the small indie dramedy Lady Bird? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I think of Kyle when I think of conspiracies. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the idea that we've all got tracking devices in our phones. Mm-hmm. Um that that we lie about our daily lives that we don't live where we say we live mm-hmm. i think i mean there there's that 
what I if I don't, I don't what if his character is specifically because we see him as such a hypocrite and kind of an idiot maybe this movie is trying to discredit conspiracy theorists so that we won't believe them when they reveal yeah. the truth. He's a punching bag. Yeah, so he's like a straw man argument mm-hmm. to convince audiences that conspiracy theorists are crazy. Yeah. And then, uh, but but then it's also hiding all these conspiracies in the movie to try and make it okay. <laughs> like, uh, like um, uh, maybe her dad... Uh, we don't know what his deal is. You know, he's dealing mm-hmm. with all sorts of depression. We don't know what his job was that he lost. I don't think. Yeah, it was a programmer, I think. Something yeah, like that. And he worked in computers. I don't right. know what he did beyond that. I wonder if he might have been like a government contractor, mm-hmm. and maybe through some sort of government experimentation, uh, cause is triggering his depression and other problems, <laughs> and he got too close to something. Yeah, and they like made him forget. Yeah, same with Father Leviich. Yeah, uh, he also was like the you know the Catholic Church covers up a lot of things, obviously. Yep, and so uh, I think probably Sister Joan had him reprogrammed yeah. to to cover up her feminist takeover of the Catholic Church. Oh my because god. Because that's, that's the true conspiracy. Is everybody's like, oh no, the men in the Catholic Church, watch out. But no, it's it's the women. I can't even say this. No. It's the women no. that are the real abusers. No, this movie is this movie is such a this movie is like it's such it's all about the feminist takeover of, yep. of male mm-hmm. yeah. like all the men are either emasculated or yep. they're liars or, or they're stupid. gay. Yeah, or they're dumb. Like the or coach. they're dumb. Yeah, they take over. You know, Leviatch was very capable. He was clearly teaching them a lot of valuable theater lessons. Eliminated. Got depressed. Yeah. But the women, the women are strong. The mm-hmm. women, uh, even when they disagree with each other, like Lady Bird and her mom, yep. she ultimately ends up uh, siding with her mom and forgiving mm-hmm. her and, and having a close relationship with her, which proves in this globalist yeah. conspiracy that we're mm-hmm. building that yeah. they believe that women that they're going to take over ultimately are going mm-hmm. to agree a band together to take over for yeah. all the men and they're going to leave the men literally and figuratively digging through their trash like her dad does oh at God. the end of the movie that's right <laughs> to send her all those letters oh my God. we're gonna have the scraps yeah the actual garbage that's gonna be our job <laughs> So that's yeah. a, that's definitely an argument you could make about yeah. this movie. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's pushing forward a women run the world agenda, yes. <laughs> um, a globalist feminist, yes, a globalist agenda. feminist agenda. I think uh, another note that I see is you know you mentioned the job loss, and I think uh, I think there's a lot of thing. There's some weight to the idea that this old white man is losing his job to a younger man that is a person of oh, color no. yeah. from perhaps right. a place where people speak Spanish. <laughs> it's it's unclear, but uh, that's that's something people are worried about. And, yeah, and it's not at the center of this movie. But no, it's, but it's there. but I think it's there, and it's I think there. also like her going to New York because of like. Everyone's worried about terrorism, so she gets into this mm. school, and she thinks that that's why. <laughs> that's why. But but so maybe what the film is arguing is that the uh, the movie is saying we shouldn't be scared about terrorism, and we should yeah. just let we should just let mm-hmm. whatever happen, live our lives as normal, and not question. Yeah. The, Don't you know, stop questioning. Stop it. stop questioning what might happen. <laughs> if yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, I think they actually. I, I watched the director's cut. I actually got it on DVD to watch the director's cut, and there was a scene where uh, her dad said, now, Marion, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> but oh they cut that out. You can hear an echo of it in this in the kitchen scene where she says, like, oh, maybe it's because of the terrorism. And you can hear in the distance, he's like, oh, no, just he tries to jump in. And it's it's a way to emasculate him. But they decided it was too close to the truth. They couldn't put it in the movie. Right, right, right. They couldn't give people even that thought of like, oh, can it? Yeah. Can jet fuel melt? Steel beams? Well, and we already brought up the biggest conspiracy theory, which is uh, the lizard people. Yeah. <clears throat> and the fact that her name is Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Uh, <sighs> pointing directly mm-hmm. to Lady Bird Johnson, as we mm-hmm. already established, yep. part of the family of lizard is. people. <laughs> lizard lizard Beeble Johnson. <laughs> lizard Butt Johnson. Lizard Butt Johnson. That was one of their kids' names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, uh... Lady Bird is not a good character. She's kind of mean to a lot of people around her. She has mm-hmm. some redemptive moments, but, you know, uses people and then throws them aside, mm-hmm. much like the government does to us. Yes. Like the lizard people government does to us. The so lizard, I, so lizard I, people government I think you're right. Lady Bird is just a, 
uh, what is that word? An anagram for lizard bad. <laughs> I was like, well, no, it's not. It's, I can't it's, make it work. It's 100% not. I can't not, make it work. But that's okay. <laughs> lizard bad. Hey, that's okay. With conspiracy theories, you just throw shit at the wall and eventually something might stick. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I got. They're taking our jobs. That's one of the conspiracies. God, yep. The one that really works well is the feminist takeover. I love that. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of there's a lot of hints of the lizard people conspiracy in here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one that's even that's the the most hidden, <laughs> but also the most definitely real. Yeah, that's the thing about it is it's barely a conspiracy. Oh my god. This one this context is fun, but at a certain point you, you like hit you it's hit a wall where it's like Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> God, this is all this is all a good joke, but damn. But this ah, is this can is, I stop saying gross. that women are gonna take over and that that's bad? <laughs> right. And stop talking about <laughs> lizard people and fucking oh man. Yeah. And it all comes back to loose change. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, you want to move on to another context? Yeah, we did it. Yay. Oh, before we do the next context, oh. I need to do my segment. Oh, yeah. Uh, come on in, Christian, to some something I like to call the beatbox. That's dumb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that. No. Uh, so the beatbox is the thing that I've been doing and haven't named where yeah, I find we finally a, named a shot, a beat, a moment from this movie that I just love. And my moment from this movie is when Lady Bird is angry about her future, which is the whole movie. Yeah, I understand. Haha, <laughs> remember that one time Lady Bird was angry about <laughs> remember her Remember that future? hour and a half? <laughs> yeah. So she's angry about it, and she's like, I'm never going to do a good school. Uh, Miguel and Shelly went to Berkeley. They didn't even get a good job. Angry, angry, angry. Whoops. Uh, And then she says to Miguel, you're never going to get a real job with all that shit in your face. And he has this moment where it's like he didn't realize that he had (laughs) facial piercings. And he reaches up to his face in disbelief. Yeah. Like, Oh no, maybe I'm not gonna get a real oh, job. Yeah, it was so dumb. That is like, a really dumb moment. No, Miguel. Like I know that person, and no Miguel in the world goes oh, facial piercings. Why you're right. <laughs> I didn't think so, about that when uh, I got these and have had them for a clearly long time. Yeah, I just it was, and it's not the first time he's heard it either. It was just so unrealistic, and I just loved it so much. It made yeah. me laugh out loud. Miguel and Shelley have a lot of great beats in this moment they do. in this movie. Um, they really do. When when she's like Shelley, he's like what? Dan, Dan when Danny comes over, <laughs> Shelley, what? That's my name. That's my name. <laughs> Shelly. Oh, oh, she just yells oh, Shelly from Shelley. like really far away. So oh, she's great. So good. Oh. All right. New context. Let's do it. It's a good beatbox. Thanks. If a character got a spinoff, which would it be and what would it be like? Ooh. Father Leviage. <sighs> yeah, but what would that be, though? Mr. Holland's opus, but he's depressed. That's true. And they do tell a whole story about his son dying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that could be... I mean, it would be, be very tragic, good. But, like, I mean, yeah, very good. It would not be a, a heart warmer or an uplift. Yeah. Or maybe it would Morbid, be. Actually, maybe it's it about him like it. overcoming yeah. things like that and learning to mm-hmm. give and love and whatever all that shit. I think if Greta Gerwig directed it, it would eventually end up being very positive, yeah. but very heartbreaking at the same time. I think I would be interested in a movie by him because he had the other thing that I thought might be the thesis of this movie. Jones says. Uh, what's the difference between love and attention? I think that that's like the key to this movie. Mm -hmm. But he says in one of the theater exercises, he says, uh, it's not about being, or it's not, it doesn't matter whether something is right. It matters whether something is true. And I thought that was like, because there's a lot of lying that happens in this movie. And I feel like that's the umbrella over all of the lying. And I would like to watch a movie about that philosophy, but in his life and why he says that. It'd be, it'd be kind yeah, of cool. He's not, a very interesting character. Now that you mention it, there are a lot, pretty much every storyline in the movie has to do with things that people are either hiding or yeah. intentionally lying about. Mm-hmm. But you sometimes got, it's good. You've got Danny's sexuality. You've got uh, Lady Bird lying about where she lives. You've about got where she's going to school. You've got Timothée Chalamet uh, <laughs> uh, lying, lying about, about lying. 
lying about I haven't lied in two years. <laughs> Even though we have seen him lie. Yeah. And also uh <laughs> him like railing against cell phones, but then yeah. having a cell phone. Having one. Ugh, um God. Yeah, and the mother like not necessarily lying, but definitely not being upfront with her feelings and like mm-hmm. you know throwing away those letters and right and the dad not telling the mom about helping her apply and That's also true. not telling the mom about sending those letters like yeah those are omissions of something right it's not like a lie per se a lie of omission but yeah it's it is a lie yeah. of omission it's like don't tell your mom she'd be mad like that's that's close enough to being yeah. dishonest. Like, that's true and so but the at the same has a lot of that but that's seen time, as a good thing at the same time a lot of those you know, true. Well, okay, but then that kind of contradict. Well, no, it's it, it's about what's true, not what what's right. About that is like, well, a lie is not the like the correct thing, right, or whatever. But what mattered to those people was, you know, doing what what felt true, and it mattered that she hear those things, and it mattered that she get into these schools, not that it was by the book. Yes, this is how you live. You know. I, I think yeah. it's it's the theme. I, yeah, I get yeah. you. I get you. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's that's a good call. Um, yeah, a movie about him would be great. Yeah, it would. It would yeah. be really cool. I think a movie about uh, Danny, of course, would be mm. um, really mm-hmm. interesting. I think it's not a story that we've never seen before in film. Sure. I mean, it's not terribly dissimilar from other stories, and I get mm. why the focus wasn't necessarily on him. Sure. But I do think that it's still a story with a lot of promise. And I think also based on how he's also kind of an awkward kid just in general. Like a lot of times you get these movies about kids who are like coming out or like scared to come out and stuff like that. And they're like mostly well adjusted. Mm. And the only thing about Mm -hmm. them is that they're gay and they're afraid to tell anyone. He is both gay and afraid to tell anyone and also a bit of a dweeb yeah and like it's so adorable though. yeah he's I adorable he there is are actual tracks yeah <laughs> he's just like he's goofy but he's like goofy. so so i think that would be a, an interesting take on mm. that kind mm-hmm. of character where we're we're very sympathetic to him and we want what's best for him and i think people will probably go along with him just because he's so adorable so and, and so yeah. innocent almost yeah. yeah but yeah i do think that there's a there's a he's a different sort of character than we normally see in those kinds of movies sure. like coming out stories yeah uh i also think that you know no matter what we can always use more stories that aren't just like full of despair yes about coming out stories or just people that are queer like love simon is a great example it was still a coming out story and eventually we'll get to the point where we can just have romantic comedies that are just about gay people. That would be great. Yeah. But I mean, we could even do Danny just like in 10 years, super well adjusted. Everybody he loves knows they still love him, you know, all that stuff. And it's just about him finally sort of getting to this point where he can be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't feel secret, that doesn't feel wrong. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. And he could talk to Father Leviach about it. He could talk to Lady Bird about it or Christine, depending or, on what she ends up going as. Yeah. Because at the end of the movie, she does say that her name is Christine. <laughs> That's true. Or he could um, temporarily move to Italy, uh, <laughs> meet up with, uh, meet back up with Tim- Timothee Chalamet. Yeah, and, uh, and have a threesome with Timothee, Danny, and the Peach. Oh God! <laughs> but I was just gonna, yeah. So you know, yeah. I was basically making the point that Timothy Chalamet's character is basically the same in this and Call Me by Your Name. He is. It's just he's, he's just. Such a turd. I see. I wonder, like, is that how he is, or is I it because he was cast that way in one of these movies that he was cast that way in the other one? Yeah, I. Like, I, I hope he's not like that in real man, life. Because man, what a turd! Oh, what he's a really turd. good at being a big old poop, though. So I worry about it. <laughs> it's kind of like how Ethan Hawke in that era of his life was always playing that it's kind like, of hey, turd. It's me, I'm a skis ball. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, you are that, right, Ethan Hawke? And sure oh, enough, man. yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Oh, well. I mean, I'd, I'll take Timothee being a turd over Timothee being an awful abuser exactly. any day. Like, right, right, right. Give me more turds. <laughs> That's what Excuse I me. say. Excuse me. Can I have some more turds? Excuse me, please. Can I have some more turds? Yeah. Uh, okay, other spinoffs. There are many, many so to many. be had in this movie. So many, so many, so um, many. Um, not, not Jenna. I think Julie could be fun. Julie could be fun. Actually, Julie would be great because 
their relationship, Julie and Lady Bird's relationship is just amazing. It's I so good. It. It's it, it's such a fun yeah. dynamic that they mm-hmm. have. Um, God, them listening to Crash like, <laughs> fucking <laughs> killed me the first time I saw it. I laughed so hard. See, and that's the thing about that scene that was so good is that they're listening to Crash and like crying. And you actually have just seen Danny outed to yeah. the audience. And you're like, oh, my God, her crush this person she's been dating for a little while he's gay this is bad for labor and you're a little sad and then you get this like it's a dramedy in like every way because you're like oh and here's a weird joke where you could be crying but also right. they're singing along to crash but whisper singing along yeah. to crash <laughs> and like hand motions with julie does like the <laughs> hand motion thing while the song is so uh, good i just think julie uh. whoever that actor is is just a very magnetic person and yeah. i think that she's very could, fun could be an amazing protagonist to a very similar story maybe just what happens to julie in college yeah who knows I would absolutely watch that because I know it would be fun. I think it. Uh, she's a person that I think would thrive in college, at, whereas she maybe struggled a little bit in high school mm-hmm. uh, because people are a little bit more respectful and ready to see you as a whole person and not like, oh, but you're tan and hot and have big boobs, so I'm going to hang out with you. <laughs> like People can stop caring about that a little more in college. Yeah, it becomes, not, less, it it becomes less of a thing. But yeah, yeah. I, I think Julie... Julie would just nail college. I think she'd she'd get it done. Yeah. I think you're right about that. I think um Ooh. The Julie story also, the conflict in it would be it would actually be also directed by Greta Gerwig, uh, because all of, of these course. would be because yeah, she yeah. made these people. They're right. Like, uh I think that you could introduce a bit of darkness uh into this and a bit of moral gray by having Julie's crush on teachers continue. Oh and yeah. having her like actually have sex with a teacher and having that be kind of a problem. And right. Sort of the like Which the is like still a different her. thing in college, but it is yeah. also like but first off, you would get away with it more in a movie. Right. Um <laughs> Yeah, because a high school version of that is gross. It's just absolutely inappropriate. College I mean, it, gets it's gross. It's still up. gross, but like yeah. not as gross because a lot of times the age difference is a right. lot smaller. Yeah, or even insignificant. There are professors that you can have as a junior that are like 25. Right. It's like, well, okay, that's not even weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be the yeah, I think the you're problem right. with this otherwise pretty happy-go-lucky Julie in college hanging out movie. Yeah. Could be cool. Yeah. Um... Any like deep cut spinoffs? Like I don't know, man. I there so many of the characters that just like a lot of them are kind of one note. I would love to see, I would love to see a movie about Shelley, which (laughs) is just her like in the background of all of these like basic ass (laughs) suburban family dynamics, but then like being very dark on the inside (laughs) and like having a lot of these sort of like different kinds of thoughts and, and, and emotions than what's going on around her that she can't let on because she's mm. so shy. Would you, would we get a lot of internal monologue? Would there be a lot of voiceover? Yeah. You know, and normally I think that that doesn't work unless the voiceover is giving you something that you can't get visually. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, we're getting visually enough sense of her character, True. but not a sense of the, sort of I potentially ironic contrast between what's going on in her head and what right. she's seeing in the world mm-hmm. and like what she, how her interactions are ne- necessarily forced to go because of the people she's with. Mm-hmm. Like she's supposed to be doing these sort of like really basic ass conversations, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and I've got it. Wait, yeah. keep going. No, but, no, no, I, no. but I know why this is happening. I actually want to hear you. Miguel took all the piercings out of his face. He applied for that job. Yeah. Miguel got that job. Miguel rises up in the corporate ranks. Miguel becomes a total square. Shelly does not. But they get married and they move in together. And Shelly is still trying to preserve this darkness, this like dry veganness that she has. And Miguel is like kind of, I mean, he's still committed to the idea of being a vegan, but he's a very normal vegan. Yeah. You know, he's he's assimilated to programmer culture and she hasn't. And so she has to go to all his parties and try to make friends with all these people in this new cul-de-sac neighborhood that they moved to. Yes. And it's just the worst and she doesn't know how to do it. But she's trying her best because she is a person that means well and wants and she doesn't hate people that are normal. She's just very weird. And she doesn't really understand how to to interact with them. Right. And so she just says, Shelly. Whenever she meets people. Yeah, no, you're right. That would be, I would watch the shit out of that. Very compelling movie. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, it could be like, you could play it as either like a really awkward comedy or mm-hmm. like, um, 
or a really sweet comedy. There's a way yeah. to there's a way to do that where it's like people learn to love her for how she yeah. is, and yeah. he and like Miguel, even though he's changed a lot, like he can, still retains that that part of himself that she loves, so that yeah. she, you know they can make it work. Right. Right. Yeah. That would. Um, I think that would be good. I think it would definitely him. be conflict, but I think sure. I think ultimately it could work out. It could work out. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be that'd be a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd watch that. Um otherwise I think, you know Saturday Night Lights starring that coach. You mean Friday Night Lights? No, Saturday Night Lights. Oh, Saturday Night Lights. <laughs> yeah, where he actually realizes that theater is his calling and he oh. and he really wants to continue to make plays, but he's like not very good at it, but the students love being in the plays. A whole movie that's about like a football <laughs> yeah. about the football coach like directing high school plays Mm -hmm. that would actually be very fun yeah it would he would have to be less of a joke like he would actually have to be a character i don't know he might have he might have to be more of a joke is the thing and the characters are the kids right right like he's not the like main character exactly he's the protagonist story or he's like the centerpiece of the movie but it's like mr woodcock i was just gonna say it's like mr woodcock oh my god yeah it's it's (laughs) it's like mr woodcock or like ap bio yeah yep exactly Um, it's not about him but it's called saturday night lights because it's you know football coach trying to make that's trying to make high school theater that's good oh my god i would yeah that sounds super fucking dumb but awesome (laughs) And Father Leviath, what Leviath would always be there in the background. They didn't understand. They didn't understand. Every that, time, every uh, time he would say that after every one show. One of my one of my favorite line deliveries. It is so good. Ever. I love so that good. actor. Where is so he been? Great. I feel like I've seen him in something before, but I can't remember. He looks a little like James Earl Jones. He does look a little bit like James but Earl he Jones. Isn't, uh, is the thing about him? Um, yeah. I don't so. know. I'm gonna look him up later. For sure. I for love sure. him. He was great. I, I love. love I loved his character. Um. All right. Well, I yeah, think I think that's enough spin-offs. I think that's enough yeah. spin-offs, but I think uh this movie has a lot of characters in it. Uh, yeah, it definitely who, speaks to like the depth of this movie what this movie has a lot of characters in this it. This movie has a lot of characters in it. <laughs> Such a great insight that I have. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast where we have these great insights like there's a lot of characters in this movie. I mean, I think it it's like to, share and subscribe. It's, it speaks to Greta Gerwig's ability to like to communicate a humanness of a person in limited amount of screen time. Yeah. And I, I, a lot or of them just are kind of caricatures yeah. in, in ways, but they, they're still human enough to be recognizable. Mm-hmm. I think in a, in a worse version of this movie, there would be all these sort of these sorts of characters and they would be sort of like, I mean, a lot of them are played in sort of laughy cliche mm-hmm. kind of ways, but at the same time, we, we come to understand them. Like there's nobody in the yeah. movie that I don't understand. Right what their what their deal is yeah. in a way that like i i mean yeah i'll roll my eyes at alex every time he talks or Wait, kyle, I said, kyle, kyle christ yeah, i don't okay. know why i keep saying alex, alex. Um, he looks like an alex yeah he i think he reminds me of somebody i knew named alex <laughs> um maybe somebody we both knew named alex just kidding alex <laughs> no but really Some, sometimes yeah. sometimes <laughs> um but uh you know i, I still get his his deal right. overall yeah like, and i it's honestly, relatable like, in, a, in a gross way i was a little bit like that like we've all tried too hard yeah and we've all thought oh my god I, my brain has finally been open to the conspiracy of cell phones and yeah. to the shit that is money oh yeah like, i used to like listen uh, to like immortal technique and i was like a 9-11 truther for a brief yeah. period of time we've all tried it out well we, yeah we're not we all have well let's tried it out, let, but you know mm-hmm. when you think about it all the teen characters in this movie are basically uh personality types and and versions of oneself that ladybird is trying on She's like, mm, she, you know, mm-hmm. she starts out being sort of yeah. the, the the sort of Julie character, but also yeah. she's like, she's the rebel character that she gets from sort of like Miguel and Shelley. Like she tries mm-hmm. to do that. Right. Then she also tries to be the theater girl, like, you know, like Danny. Mm-hmm. Like Danny. Then she tries to be sort of the basic girl. Uh, and, you know, that doesn't work out, obviously. Right. And yeah. she tries to be sort of like the the hip, smart, you know mysterious type mm-hmm. um and, and that clearly isn't gonna work right out. so it's like yeah. all the and, and she returns to julie because it's more who she is yeah you know it's it's more the kind of person she wants to be and the kind of person she wants to be around and i think that's a i think the story is is, is very good in the sense of like going through these identities seeing them through ladybird's eyes and then being able to understand them because she relates to them in some way even even if she ultimately abandons most of them 
or yeah. like rejects yeah. most right. of them. She still embodies them in some way. And that makes it as an audience, it makes it easier to understand uh, those perspectives and to yeah. sort of uh, embrace them ourselves a little bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's high school, right? Yeah. That I mean, no, that is that's high yeah. school. We've all yeah. I think everyone of that age group has had to try on different faces. Yeah. You've, you've had to sort of identify in different ways and try to find the identity that fits. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I was actually just thinking about um, uh, there was a brief time in middle school where I thought I was going to be really into Marilyn Manson um, because I was like I was into corn, but also not into corn. And like Limp Biscuit, but also not an Limp Biscuit. But like it was like all these things that I said I was into that I would listen to like once and then like I never and listened want to it again. To be into, yeah, but like, you didn't actually like because I had a friend mm. of mine like loan me this Marilyn Manson CD and I listened to it one time and I couldn't get through. It was just like not. I didn't enjoy it at all. Oh, no, but I liked the aesthetic of it at the time and sure. thought like this is something I could be into. Yeah, and like I also did that with Alice Cooper. Oh, at the same time, so I was like, well, maybe Marilyn Manson's not for me, but maybe Alice Cooper is because he's like yeah. the, the like older school version <laughs> of Marilyn Manson. Uh, and uh, no, that didn't work out either. But <laughs> if anyone were to ask me at the time, I would have probably said that I like Marilyn Manson and mm. Alice Cooper because mm. I was putting on that persona. I was trying to be uh, that kind of sure. person. Huh. And, you know, in high school, you sort of went through phases like that of like, I'm this kind of person or I, I'm this kind of person. And I think this movie does that uh, very well hmm. in a very succinct amount of time. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And this context is just testament to all of that, that like there's so much there it's rich yes it's rich and so we could we could spin off every character in this movie yeah because they're all good yeah they're all well fleshed out characters even with limited screen time absolutely nice right. job gg good job gg 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 what would be the saddest ending possible for this movie oh we haven't had this one in a while and i love this no. context yeah oh this is gonna hurt okay oh, here we go man. what's the saddest ending possible oh my god for okay. ladybird okay her mom gets in a car accident outside of the airport when she's trying to come back into the airport oh, uh because no. she's like racked with guilt and she's like oh no, i have to go back in and then she gets in an accident outside the airport and they can't dies. get a hold of her because she's right. getting on the plane so ladybird flies uh-huh. all the yep. way to new york before she finally gets a message on mm-hmm. her emergency cell phone yeah. that her mom is that dead her mom is or or Wait, no, she would. Yeah, she would get the message. They yeah. would call her. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. So the end scene is her going outside the dorm, listening to the voicemail and thinking, oh, I'm going to call my mom back. It'll be nice. And finding out that her mom just died because she felt guilty yeah. about not talking to her. Ooh, that would destroy me. Jeez. Oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah, that would be brutal. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Let's one up that's that one, one a little okay. bit. Yeah, we got to we we keep gotta, this going. Got to keep this <laughs> but going. But that that's a good start. That's pretty rough. Um, let's see. Um, uh, okay. So I think it, I think, okay, go ahead. If you have some, I think a lot of characters in this, oh boy. So here's an ending where everyone in this movie who could potentially commit suicide does so. Oh, so it starts with, okay. It starts with the priest. Yes. I was realizing he's dying and he decides to take, take care of it himself mm-hmm. yep then it goes to <laughs> it then it goes, goes to then it goes to danny like a, like a ghost oh, who geez. gets rejected by his parents uh-huh. and like treated really poorly and yep. kills yeah himself. oh my god then it goes to kyle who is uh like panicky and paranoid and like sure. maybe he does maybe he does like or, a bad drug or has a I bad mean, trip or something or honestly like, like kyle could just as easily like nihilistically decide that it was the only true way to live or exactly. some stupid some principle dumb, thing. some dumb bullshit yeah. like that I, and uh, and then and then it goes to, <laughs> and then the saddest then julie oh no yeah but she has been scorned by ladybird she's best been friend. scorned by ladybird and also uh, has you know she's probably got some issues mm-hmm, sure. of some kind yeah. or another that they would flesh out more mm-hmm. then, then jenna then when she jenna. finds out that that ladybird doesn't live in that blue house <laughs> She, she hates dishonesty. She hates dishonesty. She and it turns out that the reason she hates dishonesty, dishonesty <laughs> is because she's like got an abusive home life and she thought that she could trust Lady Bird more than her oh other friends because she, she was so true and honest. No. And then it just shattered her. Uh, this is and very then, sad. And then finally it's her dad. Her dad because he lost his job. 
to Miguel. To Miguel. Uh, and finally he breaks down. And so, but she like decides to put her best foot forward. She decides to ling- linger on. She decides to go to college. Yep. Her mom is distraught. Still, yep. still doesn't forgive her. And also is mad at her about her dad because she is assu- like, she blames her right. for it. Sure. Cause why not? And then the mom goes oh home and does. Oh jeez. And so then Lady Bird. Also. And then Lady Bird also does. Cause why not? Cause you at that point well. it's like yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Cause at, at that point it's literally just a snuff film. Where oh, and then we also somewhere in there, like, the thing happens where Miguel gets that corporate job and he becomes kind of a snob and then Shelly does. And Shelly and then Miguel because Shelly, yeah. Yeah. Everyone who is alive. Pretty much every uh, pretty much every character in the movie Jeez. commits suicide. That's a, that is, I mean, you certainly want up to it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm not <laughs> I, happy about no, it. No, it's okay, but we had to. We had to. It's the context. What's the saddest possible ending? Uh, okay, I think that's a very brutally sad ending, but I yeah. think there are more subtly sad ones. Sure. I think... I think Julie gets pregnant oh. and gets thrown out of her house. Okay. Uh, I, I think uh, it's probably by somebody that she was like sort of fooling around with at the party and it sure. didn't go well, but then she got pregnant. Maybe it was by was Kyle. Like, yeah, by Kyle. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Stupid Kyle. Yeah. And Kyle refuses, of course, to help or anything like that. It's, right. It's very devastating. Um, uh, Danny gets, you know, sort of thrown out of his family. That makes sense. But I think Lady Bird is very isolated at the end of the movie because I think Miguel and Shelley actually decide that they're gonna move out and like because ladybird is not a good influence or like they just don't like her they don't like the parents right i think that her parents get divorced oh because of her i think the amount of turmoil in the house Jeez. sort of reaches like a volcanic peak. and like and the dad just can't the, he can't he do just it can't do it he he has no emotional energy for marion he like and I mean, Marion's like basically trying to keep the house together. He's worried about how many towels she's going to do for laundry. Like she is always on edge and barely making it. Right. And it, dad loses his job. Uh, Ladybird's rebelling and trying to go to school behind her back. Miguel and Shelly want to move out. Like everything's crumbling and her parents yeah. just can't take it. And so they get divorced. Ladybird goes to New York and it's it. But like then gets there and finds out she didn't get in. <laughs> Oh maybe? shit! Or yeah, like maybe that somehow her dad like lied and like or like the the scholarship or up. like the the financially didn't go <laughs> right. Through it didn't or go something. through because you know her co-signers were her parents or something. But then like right. her dad lost his job and then he couldn't actually couldn't, pay for couldn't pay for anything. Some some sort of detail and she didn't yeah. get the scholarships and so then she was gonna have to pay for it. Or her dad just lied and made up those letters. <sighs> Which would be pretty devastating too. Yeah, but it's not as sad as everyone well, killing them. It's not as it's not as like grotesque. Yeah, it's it, but it is a huge bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> God, pretty much any movie like this movie is sort of joyful, even when it's at at its saddest. There's mm-hmm. there's a sense of like things can be okay. Yes, you know things yeah. can be made right. There's mm-hmm. nothing, you know, there's nothing that says this can't be fixed. Yeah. So any any ending in which that's no longer true yeah. makes it just infinitely sadder. Right. Um oh man. Oof. I think I mean I think most the the endings that would be the saddest to this movie have to involve the mom and Ladybird never yes, reconciling. Exactly. Which is why I think her dying on a, in an accident because she's really freaking out going back yeah. is maybe still that's to still, me the saddest. That's like, brutal. I would cry. Yeah. Like I know. And I don't know if I would cry if twenty people killed themselves in a movie. I'd just right. be like, okay, this is a, <laughs> like this, this is, is too far. Excessive. Yeah. But I know that that What would is this? Get the me. ending of Fateful Findings? Yeah, exactly. Where all the corporate businessmen <sighs> kill I and other insurance companies. <laughs> God, it's so good. I love that movie. Uh, Neil Breen, um, shout out to Neil Breen. Hey, no, Neil actually, Breen. fuck you, Neil Breen. Also on Amazon Prime, yeah, Faithful Findings. True. We couldn't do Faithful Findings. We totally could do Faithful Findings. Oh my God. It would be the most imparsible oh episode of Contextual Deviance ever. I would love it. Um, yeah, I, I think the only sort of way I think to add to the sadness is if Lady Bird herself has a problem at the end of the movie mm. after her mom dies. Like maybe she has a drinking problem. We see the flits of her like diving head first into college culture. Sure. And maybe she actually does get Ooh, sick sorry. somehow and isn't just drunk and like has to go to the hospital or something like Here, that. Here's, here's an inversion. That's also quite Ooh. sad. Ooh, okay. Uh, Lady Bird in college mm-hmm. uh, has some kind of, 
problem, uh, sure. like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. She tries to make it up to her mom by doing something, I don't know, that, that her mom would like, like trying to like trying to appease her and then she's going to tell her about it, something like that. And in in so doing, she accidentally dies. (laughs) And the mom has to confront the fact that she never reconciled with Lady Bird Mm. and that Lady Bird died doing something to make her happy and uh, and that by pushing her away, she basically prevented any opportunity to ever have that happy relationship with her and she's never going to have it. Dang. And it's and it's it's over. Dang. Yeah. That's pretty good. I got one more. Okay. All right. Here we go. So same situation at the end of the movie. Her mom is in the car driving away. She's like, no, parking's hard. Okay, bye. And doesn't reconcile, doesn't hug her, doesn't anything. She's driving and she starts crying. She's like, oh, no, I got to go back. So she drives back and she's, she's a little, you know, she's just on edge, freaking out a little bit. She hits a guy. She hits one of the employees of the airport. Okay. And so that employee uh, has to be rushed to, you know, the urgent care of the hospital or not at the hospital, at the airport. There's like a medic at the airport probably or something. I assume this is the case. Uh, But there's a fire at the same point in the airport. And this like sort of emergency specialist has to deal with two things at once. And they're like, oh, I don't know. And so they, they they help this guy and they send someone else that was an air traffic controller to go take care of the fire, which means that Lady Bird's plane takes off at the wrong time and crashes. Oh, my and God. And because of her mom. See, the even more sad thing is not her mom dying, but her mom causing the death of Lady Bird <sighs> by trying to come back to the airport <sighs> and see her. Okay. <laughs> okay. What if the guy she hits is her husband? I actually thought about that. I was yeah. like, what if she comes she back hits and hits him? She hits him and kills him. <laughs> and like... And he's dead. He's like he fucking dies. He dies right and now. Then. Maybe maybe Ladybird doesn't like. Maybe the plane doesn't crash. Ladybird gets there, finds out her mom like Killed ran over dad. her dad, and then like dad slaughter. That's the end of that relationship, and they hate each other oh, forever. Geez. Yeah, yeah. That's that's sad too. Dang, it's a little more dramatic. Like, yeah, it's a, it's it a is. lot more like I mean, stagey. I mean, it's uh, let's see. It's well, pretty okay. dramatic, but it's also not as like dramatic as the chain of hitting <laughs> hitting somebody, and then a fire separately is happening. <laughs> is, I couldn't think of a reason that they would have to take an air traffic controller. It still doesn't make sense. It's so ridiculous. Ugh. I love it though. I just want a distraction so that, <laughs> so that a plane doesn't take so off. A plane, right? a plane crashes. God. Oh, yeah. That's no, amazing. Dad Slaughter ending is a good one. It's dad not, Slaughter. It's not bad. It's not bad. Involuntary Dad Slaughter. <laughs> That's the name of the sequel. Yeah. Involuntary Dad Slaughter. Yeah. Which is actually, a, it's a gore, you know. It's, like it's kind a of gore like a trash movie. Film. A gore movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. By David S. Gore. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. So good. <laughs> uh, so, it seems like this has been a pretty bummer episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although, I think part of that is because the, the movie, like you said, even in conflict and even in bad times, this movie has a good spirit about it. Yeah. No matter what's happening, even in the beginning of the movie where they're like fighting, there's still this like, yeah, but we're buds. Like, right. But this family's going to be okay. Yes. Like they're friends, even though the circumstances suck, even though everybody's mad at each other at the breakfast table, nobody's actually really mad at each other. They're just bickering all the time. Yeah. And they're going to figure it out. Right. That's kind of the sense you get all the time. Yeah, Which is nice. it, 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 yes, it's a familial, it's a very familial kind of drama. It's not, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like an abject, everyone hates each other, this right. is going to be a complete disaster forever. Yeah. It's like, you know, everyone, everyone, they're a family, and families mm-hmm. fight, and yeah. they yeah. might hate each other, especially teenagers mm-hmm. are really hard to reach a yeah. lot of times. I mean, But there's a lot know, of love. There's, there's so much there's love. A love. It's a, there's so, so much love. Yeah. So if there's, I think, yeah, I think if there's one thing to take away from this movie, it's that, you know, family can be hard, but everyone loves each other. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, in this movie, they do. In this movie, they do. <laughs> yeah, let me take it back. Uh, the family in this movie is very loving yes. in a weird way. Yeah, in a cool way. In a way in that a good I way. think every family should try to be, even if they don't always see eye to eye. Well, this has been the morality corner. 
the morality corner. Let's not bring that back. No, please, no, no never. Is that part? Of, is that part of your beatbox? My beatbox, yeah. Is one one of the corners in the beatbox is the morality mm. corner? Yep. We don't go in that corner though. No. The other three corners are the bass, the hi hat, and the snare. <laughs> And the morality. And the morality. There's the four corners of the Snare, morality. Because every now and then, you got to be like, do a good deed. And it just really works. You know, that's what the people really want when they're waiting for the drop. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh, Christ. Oh, well, this has been an episode of Contextual Deeds. Jesus. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, uh, despite how depressing that last context was. Um, join us next time for a completely different movie. And I, based on what I, we're talking about doing, a very different movie. I'm yeah. very excited about it, but we'll announce that uh, before that happens. If you uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, be sure to give us, uh, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us to sort of get the word out about the show. If you've got any friends who you think might enjoy this, you know, just let them know. Uh, send them our way. If they end up not liking it, you know, that's fine. Just just try and reach out. Uh, we're hoping to get some more ears on this, if nothing else, uh, because it's fun for us and we think it might be fun for other people, too. Uh, in the meantime, David, thank you for uh, joining us. Do you have any plugs? Yes. Yes. I'm on a show every week called The Hypothetic Cast, mm-hmm. where we talk about imagination and we play games and we answer every question that's ever been asked. So, Everyone. Yeah, tune in. Every week we answer all the new questions of that week yeah. that every human has asked. What's the what's the theme you got going on for this next one? For this coming up, well, actually, I don't know when this episode is going to air. Oh, that's true. Uh, a couple of our themes in the future are going to be failure and money. Nice. So nice. keep an eye out for those. Making that failure money. Yeah, failure money. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, David. Uh, My name is Christian Hagen. Thank you again for being with us. David, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Should a medium flip after the classic funeral? (laughs) Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviants. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviants.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviants. You can email us at contextualdeviants at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day!